Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Well, I am here. I'm so glad that y'all are joining me here at the kitchen table again this week. We are talking um, about lies of motherhood. And this week, the lie that we have been talking about is one that I think a lot of us hear oftentimes in our head, which is I have to control all that's going on. I need to know what's going on and I need to be in control of it. Um, I think a lot of the underpinning of that lie may look different for different women, depending on their temperament and depending on other things. So some of us want to control it because we want to look perfect. And some of us want to control it because we're driven by fears or different thoughts. But we all hear, or most of us can hear the idea that we need to be in control. And just like we talked about last week, control, um, is something that God has invited us to surrender to him. I think Jesus, and we talked about this quickly last week, and we're going to talk about it this week with my friend, but God invites us into a place of rest and into a place of abiding. And when we abide and when we rest, we find the ability to lay it down much easier. So I am here today, this week, with my friend, Brittany. Brittany Scroggins is a mom, and it's a crazy story of how we got to know each other and It may come out in this episode. I don't really mind if it does or it doesn't, but Brittany, I want to thank you for being here with us. And if you would be so wonderful as to just share who you are. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to be able to talk with you today. Um, So I am a wife and a mom of actually 10 children. We have six here with us. Um, and I'll get into that a little more as I share kind of some of my story, but, um, but we have, um, been walking with the Lord our whole lives growing up, my husband and I. And, um, so we built our marriage on that, which put us ahead in a lot of ways from, um, you know, if we, a lot of people don't have the privilege of starting their marriage on that foundation and, um, And so it's just a little bit harder sometimes, but, you know, we have our own struggles, of course, um, but we did have the blessing of starting our marriage that way and just continuing to grow and having some things that happened in our life early on that really kind of pushed us and drove us deeper um, with that relationship with the Lord. And so anyway, so we are that our goal is just to to be close to him and to know him really well and to know his heart and to hear um, to hear his voice and know his voice so that we can, um, navigate, you know, this life with family and kids and, um, just our personal relationships with him. So our hearts are just to please him and, um, to really just have his way in our life. Um, because I think that's giving us, you know, full freedom when we can just walk in his, in his plan and his way and in his peace, um, and not let all these things that, 
tend to barrage us on a daily basis to kind of get in the way. So um, we have six children here with us um, from 15 down to five. And um, we have five girls and one boy. And so um, lots of hormones in our house. <laughs> I know you know about that, Bethany. Yes. In drama, lots of um, drama, right? Do you have- Yes, so much drama. In yeah. fact, we have to kind of encourage our son, like, you know what? This is, you know, you need to be strong and, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, not let some of these things bother you and be just really firm and um, strong in who you are. Cause um, you know, he has just girls around him to have an example. So we're, we're working on pouring some more, my husband uh, specifically into time with he's seven. And so time with him and uh, to build that, encourage that as the, as the days go. But um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we homeschool, we have all along, our kids have always been homeschooled and um, my husband and I were also homeschooled growing up. So we oh, wow. kind of just, um, that was familiar to us. And we knew that really well. And <clears throat> the Lord had a, had put that on our hearts early on, um, that that's what he wanted for us to do. And so we just kind of started walking in that. And, um, so we've done that and, um, let's see what else my, I have several, actually all of six of mine are taking dance right now. Um, and three of them are in company, which is like full-time dance with all the styles. And so we spend a lot of time at our dance studio. Um, but we are so excited to have it. It's a very, um, it's basically founded on the fact that dance is a part of worship. And so that's the foundation, um, that they teach from there. And it's wonderful that my kids have grown so much, not just in skill and technique there, but spiritually as well. So we do a lot of dance. And so, um, most of our days have dance in them. (laughs) So that's, that's what's, that is typical week for us for sure. I love that. So, um, when we met and we were talking, I think one of the things we related on really quickly, really quickly, cause we met at a pool, um, it was yes. that, um, that, of just having a, a bunch of kids, just the stories that kind of naturally come when you meet another mom who probably understands your world because she has this big scope of, um, kids across many age spectrums. And she's trying to do all the things, you know, and then when you couple in activities and schooling and all the, all the different pieces, um, I know that for myself, and I shared last week for the podcast that I just talked about control, I confess that I often wanted to be in control when I was actually the most stretched, like, and so I'm wondering for you, when is it that you have ever wrestled with the idea of control? <laughs> well, <laughs> or do you ever stop wrestling with it? Because Brittany, like, I'll be honest, no. I'm not sure I ever stop wrestling with this one. So no. Yeah. I think, um, for some of us, it's kind of just our, um, nature or sin nature that we want to, mm-hmm. um, just have assert that control over, you know, all the areas that, um, we want to make sure that we want to make sure that there's a certain outcome on it, you know? And so we think that if we just, um, step in and help a little bit or, you know, try to like, 
manipulate things or, um, whatever, like you're trying to basically manipulate people and ultimately the Lord, um, when you're, (laughs) when you're doing that, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a, it's a struggle and you, you know, you, you learn some things that kind of help you along the way. And, um, but then there are things that pull you away, um, whether it's stressors that you have or whatever that pull you back to that feeling of wanting to control. So you just kind of have to make sure that you pull Mm -hmm. yourself back. But, you know, I have, um, a little bit of a, um, this isn't a new, (laughs) this isn't a new struggle for me. So, um, I'll just give you, if you want, I'll just give you a little bit of backstory for like my, uh, when I was younger. So, um, as a kid, my dad, um, I love him. And, uh, but he had a lot of anger issues and, um, so there were things, a lot of things that happened in our home that I was, you know, wanting to control basically not to happen, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, outcomes of things not to happen, um, or ways just, you know, stuff I had to listen to that I just didn't want, want to happen. Um, and he was, he was always on some kind of tangent, um, (laughs) for the family to like fall in line with, like whether it was, um, and there's no judgment here on any groups or anything, but for our family, it was not where we came from or what we were doing at the time. And it was something different. And so, you know, whether it was like, Oh, we're going to go join this group over here where now you're going to have to wear head coverings and no makeup and grow your hair out and never cut it and always wear skirts or, you know, and I'm not judging that whatsoever. I'm just saying that's not where we were. And as yes. kids, you're like, ah, that's like totally changing my life. And yes, um, what, are, what is this, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, or, you know, and there were other things, there was always some different thing, um, or we're going to go, you know, do this group over here because they do things this way or whatever. And so there was kind of a lot of, um, apprehension and just kind of fear re- with that and just, um, not wanting to always be like pulled a different way and, oh, now we're going to do this. or now you have to do this. Um, when it wasn't really a conviction of ours, it was just like, dad was saying, everyone has to do this. Everyone has to do this. And so, you know, I, I did want to kind of control that and be like, no, I don't, I want to control my, um, environment and my, um, my family life and like where I feel comfortable and all that. So kind of a lot of things started out with there. And, and so I found myself wanting to control circumstances and try to protect my heart. Um, from just the constant bombardment of just anger and change and like um, different um, asking me to change my convictions or my, you know, things I had and saying, oh, that's wrong. You got to do this now. And as, and so my dad had a good heart and he um, was a believer and he definitely felt like he was hearing from the Lord um, a lot of most of that, probably all that time. But, um, but it was hard for me as a kid to constantly, you know, um, be subject to all of that, wanting everyone to change to the, all these different things all the time. And, um, with the anger issues involved in that too. And so, um, you know, I felt really misunderstood by him. And so, um, I just wanted, didn't, you know, wanted to control that and not, um, <laughs> just didn't want to be in that situation. And, um, my mom was amazing for that whole time. And just, you know, really bring, always bring me back to the Lord and just reminding me that, um, who I am in him. And so, um, she was definitely the main reason that I was able to walk through those things, um, the way I was, but as I got older, um, I found a little bit of relief and, uh, we were actually 
my brother started a, a lawn mowing business, a landscaping business, like really early on, I think, um, as right before, actually, I think they started to drive, they started a, a business. So they started doing that. And I had three brothers younger than me. And so, um, but my dad's like, you have to get a job. You have to, you know, pay for your own insurance. You have to, um, and he did tell me eventually, like, you have to pay, help pay the bills. Like you're living at home. You got to help pay the bills. So I'm like, ah, so I, um, found a job, actually something I really wanted to do. Um, I was really interested in photography. And so, um, the Lord just brought this opportunity for me to, um, work at a photography studio. And I didn't know anything, uh, really technically about photographing, but, um, I was basically there as an apprentice. I did all these um, sessions and weddings and everything. So I sort of learned uh, to escape into that a little bit um, and not kind of, and kind of control like my environment and who I was around and control not really being at home very much because I didn't really um, want to be around all that all the time. And so I found a a little bit of relief and freedom um, with that and having a car and all that. So um, I didn't really deal with all that, um, just sort of buried it a little bit. Um, And so then um, my husband and I um, were engaged or we weren't engaged. We were dating for four years and then we got engaged. And um, so we started talking about all the things that you start talking about before you get married um, including having kids and all that. And, um, just trying to see where we were on, if we're on the same page with that. And, um, he was very much like, I just want the Lord to do what he wants to do. You know, I don't want to, um, try to control any timing on that or anything. I just want him to do what he wants to do. And because of the background I had come from with my family and everything, I really just kind of wanted a respite for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to like yeah. get married and then just be, you yeah. know, just be for a little while. And so I was like, yeah, I just, I really just want to, you know, I really think it'd be cool to maybe have two years and wait two years before we start having kids, which, you know, it's not a super long time, but I, we got married when I was 25. And so, um, you know, that still to me was fairly young still to have kids, but, um, I, was just kind of wanting to have that time. And so he was just encouraging me with the Lord may give us that time, but I don't want to go into a marriage telling him what we're going to do. Like, we're just going to wait, you know, we're we're not going to let you control that part. We're just going to, you know, try (laughs) to control it ourselves and have that control. Mm. And so, um, I just, I had to struggle with that a little bit because, um, it, not because I didn't want to have kids because my whole dream growing up was just to get married and have kids. So it's, I did want that very much, but, um, I just wanted a little time first. And so again, trying to control that timing, like I just want this little time and then Lord, then you can add the kids and then we can do the other things. And, and so, um, you know, I just had to really take that before the Lord and just how just open my heart for him and say, look, this is how I feel, but this is how my husband, my, and at that time, my fiance is feeling we're about to get married and this has to be resolved. Like we have to be in agreement before we get married on this. Cause this is super big. Yeah. And so, um, the Lord just really, he just turned my heart. Like I, there's no explanation for it. It's like one night I just spend time with him praying and I 
fall asleep doing that. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I'm totally good with whatever. I don't need time. Like I, I don't have to control what the timing is or whatever. And the Lord just released me from that. And it was amazing. And my husband, my husband at the time, my fiance was like, Whoa, that was really fast. That was such a big change. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that was the Lord. He did that for us. <laughs> so, um, so that was really cool. <laughs> just, um, kind of got that release and that piece, um, there from that little bit of control and it's such a big area. So anyway, we got married in 2002 and then, um, I got pregnant, um, that, uh, let's see, I think it was, it was later on that year or early the next year. And then I miscarried that one. Mm. And then, um, so that was our first, very first experience with, um, a bay of pregnancy. And then, um, I found out again at the first part of 2004 that I was pregnant again. And, um, then, so I had, I carried that one. And then at 20 weeks, we went in for our sonogram and we just went in to find, you know, the normal 20 week thing, just to find out the gender and, you know, just for them to check all the things that they check and make sure everything's good. And, um, you know, the, the technician that was in there doing the sonogram didn't say anything for a while. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, it doesn't seem normal that she's not talking through this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she didn't say anything for a while. And so then I started to get like really fearful and nervous and like, okay, what's going on. And so finally she just said, um, I'm going to have to go get your doctor. I'll be back. And just left the room. We were like, <laughs> Lord Jesus. And so we just sat there, what seemed like eternity. I think it was probably 20 minutes, but it felt like forever. And, um, so my doctor came in there and she started talking to us about, um, there was basically a blockage, um, over his urethra. So just a little piece of skin that grew over where that little hole supposed to be. And so he wasn't letting any of the fluids out. And so our baby boy was just like, all that fluid was backing up inside of them and his lungs weren't developing properly. And, um, so they were like, we're going to send you to a specialist across the street and they're going to do a bunch of testing on you and do some things further and you can, you know, go see him. So we went to the specialist and they did a bunch of, uh, amnios on me to try to figure out, um, if they're either one of the kidneys were still functioning and neither one of them were at all at that point, even at 20 weeks. So, um, they were just so stressed by all that extra fluid that they just had already given out. And so, um, they were basically like, well, you know, if one of them would have been at least somewhat functioning, we could have gone in and done like an in utero little, you know, incision and, or, you know, little surgery in there and just, um, open that up for the rest of pregnancy. And then, you know, wouldn't really have been a problem. And a lot of people live with only one kidney and all that, but they said there's just really no, no function at all. So, um, our suggestion, our professional recommendation is that you would just go ahead and do a DNC now because, um, he's not going to make it like, he'll be okay. As long as you're carrying him. But then once you deliver him, he's not going to make, he's not going to live. He can't. And so we, we were just like, well, um, no, we are not going to do the DNC. I mean, that was a no brainer for us. Um, 
the baby it's a baby like he's fully formed you can see every part of his body he has he has a name he's just I mean it was crazy to us to think that that was even a suggestion but I know that that is the way that they're taught and it's their professional opinion and they live in different they live under a different um authority and a different world so um anyway so we just said no um but we kept seeing them for they thought we were crazy and we had family members, like my mom came to the sonograms after that. Cause we kept going back and seeing them as our kind of our regular yep. doctor, um, for the yep. rest of pregnancy. And, um, <laughs> so we had family members coming in seeing sonograms and they were just like, who are you guys? Y'all are crazy. You have a big family and you're all coming in for these sonograms. So, um, anyway, we just, we just, um, kept praying. We asked the Lord, obviously we wanted healing, but um, our really, our uh, number one thing that we told him was that we just really wanted his way, you know, whatever that was. And, um, mm-hmm. our desire was for healing and to have our baby, obviously, but above that, we wanted him to have his way. And so, um, I went into labor about six weeks early with him and ended up needing to do a C-section because my doctor said, that's a lot of trauma to put the baby through to do a natural birth. And he may not still be with us if you try to do it that way by the time he's delivered. And so that was another no brainer. We were like, yeah, C-section is fine. We just don't even care. I mean, I don't care what I have to go through as long as I can get my baby here safely. That's all I care about. And so we did that. And, um, we had about, his heart rate was super low when he was born. I think it was like, 20 something. Mm. Um, but we had about 45 minutes with him in the hospital room after I delivered him and all both sides of our family came and, um, were there and got to hold him and meet him and all of that. It was a really special time. Um, and so that, and, but the whole time, um, the whole time I was pregnant with him, you know, there was a lot of me feeling like, I wanted to control, obviously the situation. I wanted to control that it wasn't even a thing. Like he was totally healthy. I wanted to control, um, the outcome of it. Like I wanted him to, to be healed and be healthy and to, for him to be here with us. And, and so, you know, that kind of popping back up again, is just like wanting, desiring that, um, just probably like any mother just would just want like to be able to, I'll just do whatever I got to do to like, make sure this is okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and there wasn't anything I could do. <laughs> it was completely out of my hands. So, um, we just really dug in together and I really think that, you know, as, as couples, as married couples, um, as you're going through things in your marriage and in your family, there's especially things like this, there's, a choice you have to make and it's either you come together as one and you fight this together and you come together under the Lord's authority and like walk through this together or you are turned against each other and you end up going separate ways Mm -hmm. um in your heart and so it is a choice you have to make because if you don't choose to um connect with your spouse and to purposefully walk through the things that the Lord has you walking through together and purpose to grow in that together and seek him together. Um, you're going to go apart. Like you can't just stay neutral. 
Yeah. You know, if you're not communicating and not talking to each other and not praying with each other and not bringing it before the Lord together, then you're separated and you're doing it separately. And then you end up, you know, well, in the going different ways. And so, yeah, the enemy loves to kind of isolate us and divide us from one another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'll use, he'll use anything to put that wedge in there to, yeah. to divide you because he doesn't want you together because you're strong that way. And you're, you know, pleasing to the Lord. And so, um, we really, um, experienced a very quick dive deep with that experience in the very beginning of our marriage where, um, you know, we were here at a spiritual level and then we just like dove and got deep really quickly. And, um, I don't wish that experience on anyone at all. Um, but I will say that, that, that because we were able to make that choice to do that together, that, um, we were so much further along in our relationship together and with the Lord than we would have been otherwise. So yeah, the Lord definitely used that to help with that. And also just, you know, releasing that control um, over the situation, we asked for his will to be done. And we just received his complete peace over that. And just, you know, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, but we completely trust you and we're at total peace, um, with whatever you do. And so what did you do? Um, this he decided to take them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to ask what, because this is, so I, I lost a baby and we've talked about that briefly, but yes. um, yeah. not where you were and not the journey that you had. Um, but I found myself then in the next pregnancy, really wrestling with um, relinquishing control, even though I yeah. could in my head say, well, I know I'm not in control. Like, if you made me rationalize yeah. it, I would say, yes, I understand. I cannot control the life within me. However, I basically yeah. lived in a mindset that said, yes, I can. Yes, I can control this. I will follow all these guidelines. I will do all these things. And then, so yeah. I'm wondering, did you feel that way? Because, I mean, your next pregnancy... Yeah. So, so my next pregnant, yeah. So my, well, my next pregnancy was, um, not very long after that. So that happened in December of 2004 when I delivered our Benjamin Mm -hmm. and then, um, the Lord. And you know, what's funny is a little, I forgot to say this a minute ago, but Oh yeah. I did say the two years thing. Um, so I told the Lord, like, I just want two years before, you know, <laughs> I have any babies. And, um, you know, what's really funny is that he actually gave me two years <laughs> He um, with Benjamin. Like when we had him, when I got pregnant with him, it was two years after we got married. <laughs> oh my goodness. So just, I know. So just the Lord comes saying, it's okay to like yeah. have certain desires and want things. I just want the control, you know? Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, so then, um, I got pregnant again, not too, not too many months after that. And yeah, I mean, I did, 
it was a temptation to be like, okay, I mean, the doctor, the specialist had told us this situation is very rare. Um, it happens in less than 5% of women in the world. Like, oh, wow. And it's not going to duplicate itself. You're not going to, it's not going to happen to you again. Um, but you know, we would understand if you had, has, it didn't want to have any more kids or whatever. And so, um, <clears throat> so when we got pregnant with our next one, I, we just really, because of the journey that he had brought us through with Benjamin and the level of trust that we had established together with him, um, and that peace that we had, to be honest with you, I just didn't even let myself go there. I didn't, um, I didn't have those. I was just excited to do it again. You know, I was excited for the Lord to bless us again. And whatever happened with the next one, I knew he was going to take care of it just like he did with the first, with the first one and the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, because it wasn't taking care of it the way I thought I wanted it taken care of, but he did take care of it. And he did give us the ultimate piece through the whole thing. And so, um, yeah, I, I actually didn't really struggle with that because I, I just reminded myself of where we had come and what we had come through before that. And that, he was faithful and that he had given us what we needed, um, to walk that journey and to continue to walk that journey. Cause I mean, 17 years later, I'm still walking that journey of Benjamin. Like it doesn't go away no. at all. It just, no. it stays there. Um, and it's something, you know, that you have to walk through every day, but you have to keep reminding yourself of what the Lord t uh, taught you and showed you so that you don't, your mind doesn't start going the other way. So um, all through that, um, Philippians four, seven was a verse that really spoke to us and was so true in our lives. And, um, the amplified version says, and the peace of God, that peace, which reassures the heart, that peace, which transcends all understanding that peace, which stands guard over your hearts and your minds and Christ Jesus is yours. Yeah. So there's no reason for us to not have that. He says it's ours and we just have to take it. <laughs> like we have to, you, we have to do it. We can't just go like, Oh, well it's there, but we actually have to make it ours. So, um, that is one of my favorite verses because of the picture of the guardianship of, of God's peace. The fact that God's peace guards us. And when you drive that word guard back into the um, Greek, it literally is like this um, fortress around you. And I just, yeah. just friend to friend, I am, I find it beautiful that the Lord has made that so clear to you. And it is like the life, like it was the lifeline then but you still wrestle with it. It's still part of your story yeah. every day. You know, it, it's a, he, Benjamin is a part of you and yet he is so mm -hmm. fortressed around and kind of that is buttressed, you know, buttressed. Is that the right word? I don't know what the buttress is on a castle. I should know that because we studied the middle ages, <laughs> but, but you know, that, 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 um, just that protection around us that we can say as yeah. believers, our peace is different. 
because we know him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just personally that is very true. think it's beautiful that you shared that. I thank you for that. That is just amazing. So oh, go ahead. yeah. So, um, go so yeah, yeah, it is. You wrestled this out. Uh, yeah, well, we had, um, so I had two other miscarriages in there as well as I was having my others. And so I have had three miscarriages and one, um, and the other one was Benjamin. So I've lost four and, um, had six. And so we know we have at least 10 children, um, <laughs> if not more that we're not aware of, um, right. that were there and didn't know or whatever, but, um, but, you know, I still struggle in my daily life with six kids and all the things that come at us every day. And, um, I still struggle with wanting to control, like, you know, their attitudes or like, like just, uh, like, I just want to control <laughs> stuff that like, it's coming from somewhere in there. And the reason they're acting sometimes the way they do is because it's coming from somewhere, but I just want to be like, nah, just control that, you know, or I want to control like my house and what it looks like and how clean it is because I'm so, I mean, I'm very OCD about particular things. I'm not just about everything, but, um, but I want to have a clean house. I want it to always be picked up. I don't want there to be, um, bobby pins and, uh, rubber bands in the carpet all the time. And like, (laughs) which is constantly there. Um, and just all the things like, you know, and so I struggle with wanting to control the house and what it looks like. And, control, you know, kind of what people think about me because there's a comparison thing that still happens. It's a struggle. And, um, you know, I want them to see me as a successful wife and a successful mom and, um, just generally a successful person. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends and family members who have done some amazing things, you know, business-wise or, um, you know, whatever, and they're just rocking it. And, Sometimes if, if I focus on those things, I feel very less than, you know, like, cause I haven't done these things. I haven't, and, and it hasn't been cause I haven't tried. I've actually done some things, um, and has had a business in particular for, uh, like five and a half years that I worked and it did not, um, it did not put me where I wanted to be at the end of that time. And so it is on very much on hold right now. I haven't completely decided to quit, but it's very much on hold, but I just, I look at that and, um, you know, my husband, I've talked about it quite a bit is, and just because we think something, just because God said yes to something and we stepped into it and we tried it and we put everything we had into it, um, doesn't mean it's supposed to go where we want it to go. Mm. There could be a different, you know, reason for that. And God has a, has us on a journey. And just because we're like, oh, so if I do this and I make one, two, three step, you know, do these steps the way everybody else is doing them and they're rocking it. So if I just do those steps and I, you know, do the things I'm supposed to do, then it'll get me to here where I want to be. And, um, again, wanting to control that like outcome of all the time and effort, energy and money and all the things that put into a business. Um, and, apparently that wasn't what the purpose of it was. So, um, just having to see that there were other things that I grew in during that time. And one thing the Lord uses to lead us to a different place. And so, um, just realizing that and being open to that, um, has been a big thing for me. Um, but just, um, 
you know, another thing I, I find myself wanting to do is to drop comments and conversations or um, help people to kind of direct their decisions on, and actions on what they do um, that would benefit my idea of what I think should happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's really, <laughs> yes. I guess that's really called um, manipulation. <laughs> I am raising my hand. I can you do that? Do you hear I that? Do it, I can do it like a queen. Like I am. Oh my gosh. It, it's so, and, and then I hear myself doing it. Now, sometimes I feel completely justified. So I don't in that moment yeah. pause at all. Cause yeah. I'm to, to yeah. control that situation or manipulate that person. But when they're, when the spirit is saying to me, don't, don't do that. Stop that. You know, my, we, we talk about it in our home that, um, one of the ways, one of the things we call it is we call it a Jesus juke. So it's like you, you've kind of juked people out with some spiritual sentence, or you've, you've tried to manipulate them into a certain behavior pattern and you've layered it with spirituality, you know, and I am the queen of trying to convince my people that it's shameful. Like I'm not proud of it. And I (laughs) wish that there would be a holy hand that would like clamp over my mouth from the heavens in those moments and just shut up. But yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Oh, I'm glad to know I'm not the only one. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Oh man. Um, Hmm. that's funny but you know I just realized too at the core of the desire to control um it's not just trusting the Lord and that peace that comes with it but I think the even deeper thing for me has been fear and fearful of not being taken care of like I have a really uh, that is a huge that has been a huge issue for me is not being taken care of, like, you know, by my husband or by the Lord, or I don't know, because I, you know, I guess the way I grew up, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. And there was always a lot of talk of, um, you know, not sure if we can make pay the bills or what are we going to have to do to pay the bills and all that. And I always knew that there was that struggle all the time. And so, um, I always was like, I never want to live like that. You know, that's because it was so stressful to me um, as a kid growing up like that. And so that fear of just, you know, not being taken care of or of being hurt and trying to protect yourself from being hurt or not being provided for or um, being ridiculed and not being loved or respected for who you are, just the fear of, you know, not being the mom that you think you should be and not measuring up to, you know, the moms you see around who seem to be mothering perfectly and their children are active online and, you know, um, their noses are lean and their clothes are trendy and, you know, whatever. And so you just, um, you know, all the fears as a mom of just not, um, and a wife that I have. Um, but you know, I just, I have to, the, the fear is the thing I, I think that has kind of driven me in a lot of the control areas. And so I have to bring myself back to whose standard am I trying to measure up to here? Like, am I trying to measure up to my friend standard or my sister standard or, you know, somebody else? Um, it's easy to look around and see, you know, 
what you see, someone has a perfect house or well-behaved kids or, you know, all the successful businesses and all that, like I talked about, someone can just do all the things and seem to be able to. Um, and so are we, am I trying to measure up to their standard or am I, do I have a completely different standard that is, what is the Lord standard for me? And what does he have for me? And really, if I am walking in that, then I am successful and I am doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm fulfilling my purpose and I'm walking in the way that he, that he has for me. And then I can be confident and secure in that way. Um, and not be fearful. Um, the Lord, I have a verse that I've had is like my life verse and, um, it's second Timothy one's up and God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. Um, I love what the amplified version says. It says for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline abilities that result in a clean, a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Mm. So those are the things that he has given us, not the fear and timidity and cowardice. And so the number one way that I have found for me to combat fear, besides just calling it out and saying, I know that's fear and God does not give me fear. Um, and saying that, that his word, you know, over that, but is praise, you know, like declaring out loud my praise to him when I am fearful about something, just choosing instead of more from my mind to go on that path to choose to praise him and thank him for all the things that he has done in my life and in the lives of those that I love and those around me, just thanking him for everything that I see to be thankful for, because there's so, so much. Um, and just setting my mind right and my spirit in the right place, you know, listening to worship music or singing, um, even when you don't feel like it, just, just getting that, um, his word and his praise and down inside of you and then coming out, you know, of my mouth and declaring his word out loud. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, like walking through the house. I don't care if kids think I'm crazy or if somebody else hears me, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's, that's not kind of something you have to get past in your mind of like, well, I don't want anybody to hear me being crazy over here. But, um, <laughs> but that is words are powerful. And you speak them and you can speak things into action and things into life and you can make mountains move with your words. So, um, the, uh, let's see, I was going to say the, I can do all things the Philippians four thirteen. Um, I can do all things, which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. And isn't that what we just all want? Yes. Like <laughs> inner strength and confident peace. Yes. And he, we have it. We have it because we can do all the things through him. It's his strength. It's not our own. It's his strength. Um, do not fear anything for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you 
Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand and a, a hand of justice, of power, of victory and salvation. Um, so those are just some of the verses that I um, like to remind myself of and just really meditate on. And when I'm trying to combat the fear in whatever area it might be that day, um, but just praising him and thanking him is such a practical thing that we can all do um, that drives, that helps to drive that out. Because if you're focusing on that and being thankful and praising him, the other goes to the background. And so that can, that is now your focus. So that's been really helpful for me. That's, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. I mean, this is, this has been like, yeah. this is your, yes. That's all I can say. All I can say is like, amen. Yes. The, the way, <laughs> that God, the way that God has taught me um, gently, I love the fact that God has been always so gentle with me and teaching me things because I'm not super gentle personality wise, you know, like with my own people. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but the gentleness of God that has taught me, Bethany, you stand on my word, just like what you just shared. You know, it's not sufficient for us to just say, oh, well, I'm just not going to be afraid. I'm just not going to have fear. But just like what you said is, it is okay. No, I have to change the direction of my mind. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to choose to praise him. And I'm going to choose to stand in his word. I'm going to choose to stand in his truth and I'm going to claim it. And I'm going to, you know, pray it to him and speak it out loud and, um, and know and believe in it and stand in belief that this is what is true. And I love that that's what you shared because I think the thing with control that the Lord has always been teaching me about control is so similar to your story, Brittany. It's this idea that at the bottom of my desire for control is a lot the same. It is, I think it's all up to me. And since it's all up to me, I better not mess this up because, and, and like all the things and, and it is fear. It is fear laying down there at the bottom. And, and at the, really the root of that for me is God going, are you going to believe I'm trustworthy or are you going to believe you're trustworthy? And when I believe that I'm trustworthy, there is an essence to that where I am saying, well, I'm, I'm godlike. I can control it. Yeah. Um, and then I've lost sight. I've lost sight of who God really is. And uh, so I, I love that you basically tag the exact same thing. And the Lord has been consistently, and it sounds like for you, it's a consistent conversation with him, isn't it? Where yeah. uh -huh. it, it's this, he can, he is so patient with me to redefine for me again. I'm trustworthy. I'm here for you. I will fill you with all my sufficiency. I will guard your heart with peace. I will do all these things because I love you. And you can just, you know, 
sit with me. Just in the, the picture I always get is that, that concept of abiding, you know, just that come sit with me instead of what I like to do, which is scurry all around. Yeah. I think we've done an amazing job. I'll be honest because like, I think we have over a dozen children between us and we have kept it relatively quiet. Like my, my house crazy, but I think we did relatively well. Thanks. Thanks to our, thanks to our big kids. Yeah. Thanks to our big kids for taking some, splitting them up. (laughs) That's exactly, that's exactly what was happened around here. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for being here. I I appreciate it. I, you're so welcome. I love your story. I feel blessed that I know you and, um, I feel so encouraged today. Honestly, you have, you know, the, the beauty about testimony is that testimony is designed to encourage that other person to understand God more and it gives glory to God. And your entire testimony today has been about how good God is. And it's been, it's been so good to hear. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad he is so good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.